Hi, Minimal Moves. Welcome back. It's Haruka again. Um, and today I wanted to talk about how minimalism is a feminist sort of choice, I guess. Um, let me talk a little bit about what I mean by feminism, because I think that feminism is a term that is highly misunderstood, especially from, you know, let's be honest, like, especially by people who want to misunderstand it, as it always happens, you know, you can't help it. Um, but I think that um, it's really important to understand what it means, and then we can talk a little bit about what that means for the scope of minimalism. Um, also, I am having a tiny moment of panic as I re- discovered that I don't know where my Apple Pencil lid is. Oh, I found it. Okay. Fantastic. So, this is the final season's vibe, y'all. Um, hopefully, by the time you listen to this, um, everyone will be out of final season if you go to American universities. Hopefully, no school is making you do finals right now. Actually, Princeton might have the timeline, maybe. Not super sure if they changed that, though. I hope they did. Anyway, so feminism. I think that the way I understand feminism has kind of changed over time, and this is kind of what I'm working with right now. What I understand it to be is this movement and kind of set of efforts from people around the world to make sure gender equality is a thing. Put it simply, I mean, um, the terminology might make it a little bit, I guess, confusing for people who want to take the opportunity to misinterpret it as a movement for like just women, but that's not really what it's all about. I think it's too, it's a movement that ultimately would culminate in um, elimination or, well, realistically, reduction of inequities in various domains, including for women. Um, So I just wanted to put that first because I think that that helps sort of explain why minimalism is a feminist choice. Um, So here goes. Firstly, it's because minimalism helps people make choices that are sustainable, that are better for the earth, better for society, lower impact. Um, But also, if you think about kind of a bit more creatively, I guess, or like at different dimensions of life, like when you're thinking about moving, right? Um, When you think about the archetypical family who's moving, who is the one who is packing up the house? Who's the one who's taking care of the kids through all the chaos of moving or starting a new life somewhere or including new members of the family, whether it's a new kid, um, bringing back a family member who's always been around but just lived somewhere else. Who's the one who's bearing the brunt of the burden? Well, I think we all know what the answer to that question is. And so I think that minimalism really helps both with the entire family being minimalist, of course, um, but also any member of the household being minimalist contributes positively, I think, to the rest of the house, as long as you don't do it in a you know super overbearing way, like as long as you're respectful of other people's boundaries and whatnot, I think that it's always beneficial. Um, I, I think that, so in Japan, this is kind of interesting. Um, I think I might've mentioned this on this podcast already, but there's this mindset towards for, especially for elder people, but even somewhere starting around like thirties or forties, starting to think about like how your life is going to end, not in like a tragic way, of course, but just kind of in a sense of being prepared and preparing those, your loved ones, or rather setting your life up so that you're not a burden to your loved ones. And I'm sure that's something that like some people may think is so morbid and horrible. Um, but I think that's actually really like the most gentle way of living um, is to make sure that after you're gone, you're leaving minimal impact. And that's something that I want to make sure I do down the road as well. I'm not super thinking about that right now, um, but I mean, fingers crossed, right? I, I obviously have no, like it's something that you can't really predict or control or plan out. Um, so 
yeah, just like fingers crossed. But also in that realm, I think that that kind of connects to the idea that minimalism helps you be a supportive member of the family. Like, for example, in my current situation, I am living at college. Um, all my like primary possessions are in the U.S., as in all the things that I need, of course, are with me. And this is where I primarily spend my time. When I go home, it's like going back to a childhood home. Um, I mean, I guess that's the case for a lot of college students. But for me, I've been away from home from middle school. And just like the way I live life has dramatically changed. When I, before I started, or sorry, not middle school, before I started high school, I had never owned a computer. I had never owned a smartphone. Just like everything about my life, like I never commuted to school with a backpack. I never knew what an infinity scarf is. I just saw my scarf um, that someone gave to me in high school. Um, just bathrobe, what on earth is that? Shower shoes? Like makeup? I, I never dabbled with any of these things. So my life is so different. Um, and so all the things that I have back home, to be honest, I can definitely live without. And ever since I started this sort of minimalism journey, I've been itching to deal with that but of course I can't because I'm not really home and maybe over the winter break I'll do like a remote decluttering bonding activity with family um just because I know they're going to want to call um and of course I'd love to as well but also I'm really itching to like just downsize the amount of things that I don't ever use um I have a lot of like you know those like plasticky trophies or like a lot of clothes that are like literal school uniform like school sportswear and stuff like Sure, maybe I maybe I can still fit into them, but like I I have my own sweatpants now that are not school logoed. I have my own like sleep shirt now. I don't need my like former school teacher. It's it's quite funny. Like the way my outfit is so different when I'm home because also the vast majority of the time I just kind of spend at home because the recent times when I've been home, um by home I mean Japan. I don't know if I mentioned this, but yeah, so I've been home. I like did a lot of errand running, like dentist, like health checkup, like some sort of there was always something I needed to do health related for some reason. Or like immigration related, like I needed to update my visa. Um, I spent a lot of time like just at home or like around family, also like just visiting local places that I've always gone to, like my local stationery store that I spent like so many hours browsing their racks and like that was kind of one of my passions was just like looking at all the pretty stationery. Maybe I'll buy like one tiny washi tape roll or something like that, but I would just like admire them and um, also bookstores. Um, I've always loved. So I would just like walk through the aisles and kind of just have these like dreams in my head. I'm an only child in case you couldn't tell. I feel like podcasting type. If you did a survey of all podcasters, I bet, I bet you will find more only children <laughs> from the podcasting crowd because or like youtube as well because we're just used to talking kind of to ourselves sort of um yeah we're we're not we're not strange people um but yeah so with all that in mind um if like let's let's talk about this in a very realistic way so i'm here in the us right now um and then my family's back home in japan like, say they needed to, like, evacuate. That happens, like, relative... That would be a relatively reasonable concern because we get, like, floods and we live fairly close to a river that, like, sometimes we get flood warnings. And we've never had to really evacuate. But I think there was once where my parents had to, like, evacuate. I wasn't home. Um, but 
so it's like possible and while like we're we've been very fortunate and nothing has happened to our house we also get a lot of earthquakes in japan um it's said that once every five minutes you get an earthquake it's just that most of those earthquakes are like very 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 minimal that you don't feel it um because we live at i, I used to be an earthquake girl um and i guess i still am at heart um we live at the intersection of four like plates i, I think they're called tectonic plates right in english um and so they're clashing all the time we have a lot of like volcanoes um too for a very small country but so there are a lot of like natural disaster risks for japan um of course there are kind of like international relations like security risks aka north korea um but i i don't really see that as a more imminent i think natural disasters is the most likely threat for like my family to potentially having to suddenly move or something like that i don't think that's going to happen of course and i hope that doesn't happen um, but another example could be um, we may, some members of my family may be moving around places, um, nothing like, not immediately, but people might be moving from one house to another and another, like people just might be shuffling around. Um, I don't super know, but if that ever happens, then um, my parents might move to where my grandma is currently living, maybe live with her, but also I don't really know what's going to happen there. So if that ever happens, they have a lot of my things, which is like not, I mean, a lot of it also is for my mom, kind of to a certain degree that we're keeping it, like the plastic trophies, oh, the plastic trophies. I kind of have always wanted to get rid of those, but they were kind of for my mom. Um, also like my childhood drawings, of course, like other little awards she, I, I just have a lot of Japan cares a lot about awards and stuff so naturally like every kid has a lot of awards it's not like I'm trying to show off it's just like natural clutter that happens I'm sure that happens in the U.S. too uh correct me if I'm wrong here but yeah well like, like okay I guess you can't really correct me but um I guess DM me um on Insta at minimal moves by H in case you don't follow it yet um I follow back people that I know or other minimal uh influencers or that makes it sound like i think i'm an influencer i'm not but like i follow minimal list influencers if that makes any does that make sense yeah or sustainability minded accounts um but with a little ad segment aside um with those circumstances i'm always thinking about like if we have to move like my mom is 100 percent going to be the one who has to deal with all my like even my study desk from elementary school that I like hardly use, I did use for college applications though. That was useful um, because I would not write my college application essay in front of my mom because um, she and I have always like edited each other's writings. I was going to say she's always edited my writing, but actually I've edited her writing too because I'm a nosy kid and also I'm a writing tutor at university. So naturally I got it from somewhere and I played it out somewhere else. And so, um, yeah, when we're writing, we can't be around each other. That's my, that's my rule. Um, so there are a lot of things that I have a lot of like old Japanese books that I plan to read. And I would have probably around like high school and college had I not come to the States. And I realistically, even though I know my mom really wants me to read it, I realistically will not read it. Um, if I do, it would be like once I'm an adult. And at that point, I can probably read it online or like find an alternative, go to my local book like a uh, library I mean I don't know so I'm really looking forward to being able to declare that when I get home but the reason why I kind of talked through that really extensively is because at the end of the day in the society that I grew up in women are the ones who are doing the house chores and I think that this is pretty widely applicable may not necessarily be the case in your household uh, but that this is true for many societies um, and so it's important to keep in mind who the burden of having things is falling upon even if 
even if it's not it's not your like in your family everyone's doing this chore is the same blah blah or you're never planning to move you don't know what's happening generations down and um also also i would like to call upon people to really think about like who is expending the mental energy to keep track of things um and i have my own thoughts on this um but i'm sure that you can think through and really understand like what what goes into maintaining a house um and who's thinking about it um i've recently had conversations with some of my friends where they didn't really know who like if anyone was cleaning the bathroom and they said that they never cleaned the bathroom since they moved into the house and that was just like, I, I was just like, what? That That is not possible. And it turns out that this person's family member, um, who happened to be their mom, um, was, of course, doing the cleaning, like, once every week or once every two weeks. And this friend never noticed. And that was wild um, to me. Um, but also goes to show, like, oh, and this person is um, a traditional cisgender man. Um, and so I would really like to, like, you can tell that I'm, like, startled still because I can't fathom not knowing, like, not being able to sense that. I do know. I come from a lineage of people who are ultra picky. We notice things, unfortunately, um, and I kind of hate that about myself, but also that means that I am predisposed to being aware of things around the house, of noticing what things are not going well, and I'll try to fix it, um, and that's just kind of how I I'm used to handling life, um, but I'm definitely influenced by the all-girls Catholic school education I got and being born in Japan, raised there um, with these traditions of you are a woman, you need to become my, um, oh gosh, my grandfather, um, one of my grandfathers once said that you are going to be a wife someday, therefore you need to be able to scoop rice. That sounds probably a little weird, but basically um, it kind of makes sense in Japanese, just like you need to be able to do a house chore as well um, and like look nice doing it kind of um, because you are going to like want to marry someday. And it was implied that like for you to be a full human being, basically being able to do house chores in like a traditional elegant way is what is expected of you like that was kind of the scope of what he was saying um needless to say i always uh try really hard not to go see them um which makes me a bad grandchild but also you know some some values are really important for me and feminism is one of them so i really think that minimalism and let's spin this right because i feel like when people hear the word feminism they hear kind of this strong criticism but that's not really what it's about it's about empowering people as in empowering people who you know bracket traditionally did not have the same sets of strengths as like cis hat men have have had uh wait have had yeah have had um but it's it's empowering people to have the capacity to do what their what their calling is or what they're driven to do or what they're passionate about and not boxing people into traditional roles or requirements or restrictions um and i think that's powerful and i think that's exactly the direction that minimalism is pointed in i think that minimalism both so it kind of works in two ways so I kind of talked about the community side which is where minimalism helps like members of your family not have as much burden um, and I think that, like, even if you're like, oh, I'm going to look after myself, reality is we're all looking out for each other. And if we are, then why not lighten your load? Um, but also at the individual level, I think that minimalism will really help. Like, I'm definitely still in the process, and I feel like um, I'm in a little bit of a rut right now um, in terms of minimalism and in terms of everything else. But 
I think that as much as I can like move towards minimalism, I think that it really helps me focus on things that I love and care about. Whether or not that's like, you know, the most like cutesy things of like doing pretty makeup, wrapping my gifts pretty prettily, or like dressing in a way that I love and feel true to myself and like feel confident in, to like things like doing well on my thesis, which I urgently, urgently need because I did not do well on my recent paper that I probably should have edited even after the deadline and resubmitted it anyway, but I didn't. Whoops. Um, so yeah, so I think that minimalism really helps you streamline and focus on things that really, really matter to you. And I think that that's truly what feminism is about, is the individual empowerment and also empowering others around you as well. So that's kind of my take on feminism and how that goes along with minimalism. I kind of like thought through if I was going to talk about this because I can totally see this being like a turnoff to some people. Some people might like unfollow or like stop listening. But you know what? As we've said before in this podcast, everything is inherently political. And if it is political anyway, we might as well make the best of it. Should that be should that be my ending? No, that doesn't really fit with the minimalism, but I kinda like that. I'm I'm trying to find this like start and starting and ending combo that is just unique to this podcast. And I have not nailed it yet or like at all. Um I'm still trying to figure out what it would be. And we're like 30 something episodes in, so I really need to get on that. But um yeah, let me know if you have any suggestions. Because like, you know, if you watch like or if you listen to other podcasts, or if you listen to or like watch any YouTube videos, you know it's coming. Like you know that it's this person. You're put in this mindset. They do it very well, and I need to figure that up. Uh, figure that up. Figure that out. You know the directions sometimes don't really make sense. I feel like figure that up really makes sense. Okay. With that, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I managed to keep this under 18 minutes, which I'm very proud about. At least at this point, it's going to go over by a couple seconds, but. I'm so grateful that you're here today and listening to this whole like thing about feminism. Um, let me know what your thoughts are on my DMs um, on Instagram. I am at minimal moves by H. Um, H is for Haruka. <laughs> um, and yeah, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you later, minimal moves. Bye.